Welcome to Run to Thrive, a show for runners who are ready to live, lead, and run with more energy, engagement, and enjoyment in their everyday life. Each episode, you'll gain insight, inspiration, and motivation, and hear from leaders, influencers, and everyday heroes who run to fuel their success in life and work so that you can learn how to thrive on the run and beyond. I'm Matt Mills, a professional life, leadership, and running coach. And I'm so excited that you're here so that you can discover how running can help you step into your greatest potential and develop a stronger body, mind, and spirit. Ready to go? Let's get moving. Welcome and happy new year. I hope everyone is kicking the new year off right, whether it's with a good run or kicking back and relaxing. And I, I love this time of year. I love New Year's. I love the holidays. And, and really not just to look ahead, but also to reflect back on the past year. And although it has been quite a wild year, particularly with running, uh, with races getting canceled, with uh, new running habits, everything seems to have changed from our way of life also to our simple things like our running and our, our physical activity. But I really do feel like there's a lot to reflect on and learn from, not just particularly for this year, but in every year in starting the new year. And naturally, with all that has happened over the past year, there really is a lot to look forward to. This year in particular feels like the new year is going to be bringing in a brand new start that many of us, I think, are really looking forward to. Hopefully a lot of positive change, just a lot of different opportunities that are going to come our way. And you know, with the new year, we can really look forward to having that fresh start. But with New Year's, it also comes those resolutions. It's resolution time. Everyone seems to have these, these things that they want to resolve about themselves, whether it's a new habit or whether it's a new goal or something that they want to change for themselves. You probably have an opinion one way or another on resolutions. Maybe you set them for yourself. Maybe you hear others talking about them. And for me, as someone who considers himself pretty goal-oriented, I'm not the biggest fan of resolutions. And there are a few reasons for that. And I, I really don't believe that resolutions are, are that effective or ever work. If you talk to people who say, this is what my resolution is going to be, check back with them in a few months and see how they're doing on that. And there are many reasons why resolutions don't stick. It could be poor habit forming, setting the wrong goals, you know, starting something before you've given it any sort of thoughts or figure out what the meaning is for you. And the reason why is because we frame resolutions as things that make up for what we lack, which then makes them seem like chores. You always see this with people saying, I'm going to go to the gym more. I'm going to run more often. I'm finally going to do whatever it is that they, they want to do. Or it's changing a characteristic. There's things that we think that we're missing about ourselves that we need to either put into our lives or change about ourselves. And it always comes from that place of what we want to be different because it's a fresh start. You know, we approach the new year as like wiping the slate clean, as if we've had this buildup of these poor habits or 
things that we aren't crazy about ourselves. And that's not a great place to be coming from if you really want to have that positive change for yourself. If you really want to thrive and you really want to have that positive change, it's not about lining up to a new start line, but it's starting from a place of where you are. So let me give you an example. You know, some resolutions around running, it could be like saying, well, you know, I've been running for <laughs> a month now, and now I'm going to run a marathon a week. Now, that's a bit of a dramatic example, but a lot of times that's what we think. You know, we're, we're going to change something completely different. I'm going to go from eating meat every day to being vegan <laughs> for an entire month. That is a really hard thing to change just immediately. You know, so the point of a resolution is that you want the change to last. So how do you do that? And first is we got to do away with the word resolution. It's really, it's a seasonal word. It's like saying happy holidays or even happy new year. We say it for a couple of months and then we usually forget it by February. What is it that we want to change? And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about six rules That'll help you kick your new year off right and not worry about resolutions, but instead focus on ways of being. These are rules that will not only help you be a better runner going into the new year, but also these are rules that you can apply to other areas of your life so that you can be a better leader for yourself and for others. If we focus on more of these ways of being and these rules, instead of the resolutions, then those goals, those habits, those characteristics, those other things that we want to be more positive in our life will come naturally. So let's dive into these rules that I know I'm going to be following that I really do genuinely believe will bring about a lot of positive change that's going to last for you. And the first rule is to lead by your why and not your what. The, the what is very outcome-oriented. So there are no races this year, and that was something that was really disappointing. So instead of thinking of those goals, think about your why. And this is really focusing on what is it that running does for you beyond just accomplishing that race? What else does it really do for you that affects you? I know once races were canceled, I was having a hard time getting motivated. But what happened was I remembered why running was also important for me. And then I focused on that. It wasn't just about training to get a goal time for a race or to accomplish that running goal, but it also had a lot of other significant benefits. And that included my mental state, my mental health. It included just even my physical health overall. It made me more effective in my work. It made me better for others in showing up. So those were all really my whys instead of my what. The what would have been training for a race, but instead I really focused on what running really did for me and that continued to help motivate me. So lead by your why and not your what. Second rule is to follow your gut or your intuition. This is really focusing on more of what is it that you want to do or be or to have versus what you feel like you have to do or be or have. What else is it that's calling to you? And lean into your gut or your intuition with that. So you might think that getting up to run, that might 
at sometimes feel like I have to or feel like a chore, but what is it that you want to do? Reframe your running so that it feels more like something else that maybe you're called to. Maybe it is that you want to cut back on some running a few days a week. Maybe it's in other areas of your life. It's a career change and your gut is telling you there needs to be something different. Listen to that. Listen to your intuition. It's a muscle like anything else. It's not easy to just dive in. It takes a lot of hard choices. But if you follow your intuition, your gut, that's leading you more to what it is that you really want for your life. Instead of following what you think others want for you, follow what you're telling yourself. So focus on more of what you want to have in your life more than what you feel like you have to have. And the next rule is around goals. Usually we set the wrong goals. <laughs> we, we set ambitious goals for ourselves and we're not really sure if they're realistic, if there's something that we actually really want, or if they align with our gut and our why. So the rule around this is to set bigger soft goals and smaller hard goals. And let me break this down a little bit. So when I talk about bigger soft goals, these are more of those intrinsic, more of those emotional goals. This could be, I want to feel a certain way. I want to have more gratitude. I want to be more present. I want to have more fun. I think a lot of times we get caught up in our training and our running that we forget to have fun. And that could mean anything. That could mean trying a new route that could mean putting in some new music, listening to a podcast that or a book or something like that. And the hard goals, this is more that extrinsic. So more of the finish line, that, that hard goal that you have for yourself. This could be that completing an ultra marathon or having a specific goal time there that you're training for. Typically we, we set those bigger hard goals that we want. So going back to the ultra marathon, maybe that's your hard goal. Maybe that's something that you've wanted to accomplish. And what this year has really taught us is that having some of those bigger hard goals, you, you have to prepare for the unexpected. But if you set some of the, those soft goals in a bigger way and have more of those emotional goals that you want for yourself, what is it that you want to feel? What is it that you want your running or you want things to be different in your career? How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up? And that's likely to make you feel more fulfilled and satisfied and less likely to be disappointed. I know going into this year, I'm going to have fewer races that I'm going to set for myself. And I'm not even going to set a race as a goal. I might have a weekly goal of just setting a certain amount of mileage or having one particular workout or a long run. That's an example of just something that's small, that's achievable, that's accomplishable, and that I know I can achieve. And then I'm going to have those bigger soft goals for myself. But this year, it's really, it's feeling more present, being more mindful, expressing more gratitude. And with that, it opens up a lot of possibility. There's a lot of different ways that I can feel gratitude, a lot of different ways that I can feel more present, a lot of more ways that I can have fun with my running. And that's going to set up for more lasting change and achievement. And the next rule is to listen to your mind and your body. And I think this one is something that we don't really pay enough attention to. Typically, if we're training for a race or a particular type of goal, we don't listen to our body enough because we feel like we can't stop. This past year, there's been a lot of change and it's been exhausting mentally and physically. The more that you can lean into listening to what your mind is telling you, to what your body is telling you, it's going to tell you what you need. 
So if there are going to be days that you need to take off from running, take a day off. Focus on this, not just with running, but in all areas of your life. If your mind is just really running 100 miles per hour and you just need to take a step back and disconnect and relax, you probably need to listen to that. So listen more to your mind and your body and you will be much more grateful for what the results are going to be. You're going to have a lot more energy, a lot more creativity, a lot more presence. You're going to be showing up differently. If you're just listening to your mind and your body and taking off the brakes and taking a break when you need to, and then also leaning into when you have those moments when you're feeling really good and feeling really strong. The next rule is to experiment more. And this is something where you can just get more curious. I always tell clients, you know, start with a hypothesis, start with something that you're really curious about. Instead of having these hard resolutions, approach it from something that is more of like an experiment, more from that curious place. If you want to experiment more, try something completely new with your running. This could be trying to go out for that trail that you've always wanted to check out. It could be trying to change up the time of day that you run, change up your schedule. Start from something that you're just curious about and test it out. Have some experiments. Because what you're either going to discover is that hypothesis that you have, whatever it is that you want to change, it's either going to change for the better. You're going to realize that the experiment didn't work and that's okay. Now you know more of what you don't want to experience, or you're going to discover something completely new. And all of those options are positive. So instead of taking the new year and thinking of a resolution where you're going to accomplish it or you won't, approach it more like you're experimenting and try those little experiments and see what come from them. And the last rule is more of this way of being that the more you practice it, the more you do it, the more that the things that you want for yourself and for your life are going to come into view. And that's to be joyful and grateful in what you do and what you have. Practice more of that gratitude. Practice more of that joy. Lean into the things that are enjoyable for you and be grateful for it. Gratitude is incredibly powerful. Because what it does is it allows us to acknowledge everything that's going well for us. That's another reason why resolutions don't work for ourselves is because we think we have to fix something that's not working. If you have a resolution to read more, or if you have a resolution that you're going to stop eating a particular type of food, you're usually coming from a place of thinking that you just aren't enough and that you don't have enough. But if you come from a place where you're feeling more grateful and you're feeling more joyful in what it is that you do and what it is that you have, then you're going to be much more motivated and much more likely to make those positive changes. If you're grateful for how you feel, you're going to make more of those positive, healthy choices in your diet. If that resolution is something that's not enjoyable for you, you're not likely to to keep with it for more than a couple of weeks. So find something that is joyful for running. Enjoy the act of doing it and what it gives to you. Be grateful that it helps you to feel healthy, whatever that is for you. So the more joyful and grateful that you are in what you do and what you have, the more that you're going to attract the things that you want more of in your life.
So keep in mind these six rules that are going to help to kick off your year right. It's different than setting a resolution. These are rules that are going to help guide you to really have more of what it is that you want in your life and have more of that positive change instead of thinking of those resolutions that are likely not to stick. Following these rules and these guidelines are going to help you feel much more energized, feel much more engaged. You're going to enjoy yourself a lot more. You're going to enjoy your running a lot more. You're going to enjoy your relationships a lot more. You're going to feel more motivated to pursue what it is that you want to have and who it is that you want to be. And I hope you have an amazing year ahead full of a lot of health, a lot of happiness, some great running. And I hope that following these rules can really help you thrive going into the new year. So until next time, I will catch you on the run. Thanks again for joining us on the Run to Thrive podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you're interested in learning more about how you can live, lead, and run at your best, visit coachingontherun.com and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Coaching on the Run. And if you like what you heard today on Run to Thrive, please leave a review and remember to subscribe to receive new episodes as soon as they're released. Until next time, I'll catch you on the run.